Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to episode number 468 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's KB and Matt coming at you from Underground Studios. Got a lot to dive into tonight from the Eagles, the Phillies, the Union, and of course, for the real ones, we always talk Survivor as well. We're off to a good start, Matt, our guy. Still alive. Shout out to James. Uh, but we're going to dive into all that in just a second. But before we get started, make sure you guys are following us on the socials at UndergroundPHI on Twitter, Instagram, uh, where on Instagram and YouTube, Matt, you and Dom doing some numbers. <laughs> Long live the queen. Um, make sure you guys are following Matt on Twitter at Matt Castarina. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com. And, of course, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews as well. Really helps the show continue to grow, helps more people find underground sports, and gets more people involved in the conversations. And, of course, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. You get full video episodes of every underground sports podcast. And, uh, you know, we're on that road to 1K, so make sure you guys subscribe, smash that like button, ring the bell icon so you don't miss a single second of the content, and of course, get the comment section flowing. Let us know how you feel about the Phillies in this final week and a half, your thoughts on the Eagles' hot start, the Union, Survivor, the Sixers, if you still are watching the Flyers, uh, and of course, you know, the Philadelphia Wings. Big signing today, shout out to Blaze Reardon, friend of the program, Gets a big three-year contract to stay in Philadelphia. Talk about the Wings, too. Uh, big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen. Main Auto LLC. Douche Arms Pro Foot, unfortunately, having their blowout sale. They will be closing uh, for good at the end of October, so make sure you head over there. All sales final over at Douche Arms, but go check them out with everything that they have uh, left for the, the rest of this month and uh, heading into the final weeks of October as well. Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. Tomahawk Shades, even though summer may be quote-unquote over, the sun is still out. You're experiencing all four seasons uh, in one day if you live in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, or anywhere pretty much in the Northeast. So go to TomahawkShades.com, get your sunglasses, your blue light plus glasses, and everything else in between at TomahawkShades.com. And when you go to checkout, use code USP for 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com. Kenwood Beer, the official beer of Underground Sports Philadelphia. You guys can go to KenwoodBeer.com. Use that all-new and improved Kenny tracker. I checked it out today, Matt. They're inching closer and closer to South Jersey. It's, it's slowly the getting sprawl. there. but the uh, Ken- You've heard of the urban sprawl. Get ready for the <laughs> Kenny sprawl. The Kenny sprawl is upon us. 
And uh, you guys can go to KenwoodBeer.com, use that all-new and improved Kenny tracker to see who's got Kenny's on tap in the Philadelphia area. you got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. And our pals over at Bino, leading up to the World Cup, which is getting ever so quickly upon us. They are releasing new World Cup-inspired Team Bino boards every single week. So go check those out and all of your Bino accessories uh, at BinoBoard.com. That's B-I-N-H-O-B-O-A-R-D.com. And use code BINOUSP for 10% off your order. What's going on, man? I'm just, you know, living the dream. Uh, the Eagles are certainly living the dream. One of two teams, including your Miami Dolphins. The only 3-0 teams left. Weird. Some would say it's just how fate would have it. It's weird. Weird feeling. Um, tell you this. Maybe this two guy's pretty good. I don't know. Maybe, he might uh, be quite good, man. I don't know. Uh, all I'll say is it still hilarious me listening to NFL analysts the day after. It's so funny because like Jalen Hurts is finally I think getting his like deserved praise. Yeah, but two is still like, well, is <laughs> like if any other quarterback did what Tua did, like if the roles were reversed and Josh Allen uh, won that game yeah. in that manner, like I'm sorry, but Kyle Brandt would be running through a wall. It's just like listen. <laughs> I've had like the first two weeks of the season. Bills are the best team. They might go. They might be a 2007 Patriots. They might be that. I mean, seriously, I'm not like yeah. I'm doing that straw man thing where people like that's legitimately what people are saying about the team. Yeah. And they did look very good. Like it's hard to watch that Tennessee game and not think, damn, like wow, <laughs> this team just kind of had a yeah. different gear than everyone else. Um, so the first two weeks of the season are spent flating the the Bills, and meanwhile the Dolphins to win two very. Very tough games against tough teams, and you know now now they beat the Bills. Well, it's like actually they only had thirty nine offensive plays, so it's like he should have never been in the game for that last drive because he he got a concussion and they just let him go back out on the field. Oh, uh, this is the part where we start caring about concussions. Uh, where we start we start pretending like people care about uh, concussions. Okay, <laughs> I'm glad we reached that state of uh, of cope. With, like, <laughs> it is very funny that. Former teammates who subsequently replaced each other in national championship games at Alabama were two of the most doubted quarterbacks coming out of college and into the NFL. Doubted for the first couple of years of their careers and are now proving every single person wrong. And I saw a tweet. I forget who put it out there, so I forgive me for forgetting. But it is fascinating that you see... You know, last year's successes with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, where Jamar Chase was like, oh, he can't he can't track a football in the air. And then the Bengals end up winning the AFC and going to the Super Bowl. And then you get, you know, Jalen Hurts paired up with Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown, two of his good friends from just life and college. Tua gets Jalen Waddell. And then you bring in Tyreek Hill, who has been on the, the – he, he might be – the king of two and nine. Yeah, because Tyree Kill he has hyped him up more than I think any of the most fervent two and nine supporters <laughs> ever have. Like Tyree Kill might be the the man behind the screen. Like he was getting like questions was like is you know two of Patrick Mahomes, what's that you know, what's it like? And he's like, Two is actually better. <laughs> like, two is the most accurate quarterback I ever played with. Like Jesus. Um and now both of them into like their quote unquote make it or break it season. 
are the final undefeated teams. In it's the just NFL. you know, listen. Again, two has played the Patriots, the Bills, and the Ravens, and yeah. it has gone three and zero in those games. I'm sorry, but that's just. I don't, you know, maybe, <laughs> let's just give him his respect at least. I just, I'm tired of listening to stuff and it's like nitpicking everything. The Eagles are being nitpicked for only scoring 24, for so thoroughly dominating opponents <laughs> that they don't need to score in the second half, and somehow that's a problem. Yeah, it's an issue that we're we're only scoring in in one half. I of mean, a football it's game. true champagne problems that we're having right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll well, yes, that. will that be a problem in the playoffs for sure? But right now, when you're playing opponents like. The Washington Commanders, who are the biggest fraud organization in the NFL, and you get nine sacks on Carson Wentz, you don't really need to score that many points. And I also found it funny, I tweeted this, found it very funny that in that game against the Commanders, Carson Wentz would not allow, <laughs> and this is this is all from my brain, obviously, but he was not going to let them kick the extra point in that game because he could not stand to see his team only put up nine points against the Eagles and have more Nick Foles jokes made about him. You know, you might be onto something. Hey. I, you know, that was a tough that was a tough watch for old uh for Nia. For anyone still in like the Wentz wagon. <laughs> so, I tell you though, that was like playing the hits. It was like I've had the pleasure of seeing the killers uh play live and what I love about them is that they know what people came for. They they know that people came to hear the hits and they and they'll play like one yep. or two of their new stuff like, hey we're gonna play and everyone's like cool. As long as you get right back to it, and they do, the Wentz knows just like the killers. Like people came here to see me really fuck it up, and that's what I'm. They came do. here to see me get hit. Yes. Uh, and speaking of the killers, uh, our that's former producer, why it was fresh in my mind. Tyler Steinbrine at it again, uh, playing with the killers last night in Philadelphia. So shout out to he is what's Tyler Steinbrine. Who's the freak that goes to ballparks and catches all the historic? Oh, I know exactly stuff. who you're talking. He is about. that, but with. <laughs> Um, <laughs> getting on stage with bands to like perform songs, like he could write a weird book about how to get on stage and play drums for your favorite. Well, band. it's it's funny because the first time he did it, which is right around when we started this podcast, um, you know, that sparked the Killers allowing people to go on stage with them. Before yeah. that, they never really like acknowledged it, and Tyler like was that like the domino meme. Tyler Steinbrand gets up on stage at Wells Fargo Center. The Killers let everybody on stage to play with them. They have like an Instagram like group chat of all the people who got called up on stage during that tour, and they all stay in contact with each other. Um, and Tyler got to uh, run it back. Zachary Hample, by the way, is the uh, that's the, who it is. Claimed to have collected more than twelve thousand baseballs, which is just weird. Such a nerd. Okay. <laughs> Including um, A Rod's three thousandth career hit and Mike Trout's first career home run. Cool, man. You think he just has a tent set up at Yankee Stadium right now? Jesus. I can only imagine. <laughs> I can only imagine what that's like. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's like, um, <laughs> it's all, something it is like, if someone sees Zach Hampel at the next Yankees game, like, you have a an American duty to start a fight with him and get both of you kicked out. <laughs> the, uh, the unbelievable... Just run it back of Tyler Steinbrenn at Wells Fargo Center with the Killers. Love to see it. Um, but, I mean, the Eagles look fantastic right now. They are continuing to – I tweeted this out from the, the main account today. Every single week so far this year, the Eagles have had uh, a Player of the Week award mm-hmm. given to Zach McPherson. Got Special Teams Player of the Week in Week 1. Darius Slay, Defensive Player of the Week in Week 2. Brandon Graham, Defensive Player of the Week in Week 3, and Jalen Hurts was the uh, hashtag, not a sponsor of this show, FedEx Air 
uh, player of the week, which again, feather in the cap to uh, all the doubters that Jalen Hurts can't throw the ball. He's your, your passing player of the week. So the Eagles continue to rack up accolades there and they're welcoming uh, an old friend back to town this week. Uh, instead of going on the road to visit one, Doug Peterson and the Jaguars, who also have looked pretty solid to start this season, uh, going to be, a, I think, one of the better tests for this Eagles team uh, coming up on Sunday. Yeah, it's the uh, the estranged lovers tour. <laughs> um, Eagles top three and, and point differential too, uh, which is bleeding over from our Phillies, <laughs> Phillies coverage. But the which Bills... is also impressive because that first game giving up 35 points right. was tough, but in the last two games only 15 points allowed combined. Yeah, Bills lead the way with plus 53. Uh, you know, apparently the best team in football. Weird. Um, Jaguars at plus 46 and the Eagles at plus 36. Jaguars got a lot of help from shutting out the Colts and uh, just really laying it on thick to the Chargers. Yeah. But yeah, that's a, I mean, it's a warning shot, you know, like Chargers are still a good team. That defense I know had injuries, but um, that's a defense that so far this year has like frustrated some teams. They frustrated Pat Mahomes and, uh, you know, I think the Jags are, it's a scary it's a scary idea. <laughs> it's weird how like everyone was so down on Trevor Lawrence last year, yes. and then it's like, it's so it felt like such double speak so often last season with the Jaguars because like everyone could not stop talking about, and rightly so because it was so funny and so insane. All the Urban Meyer mm-hmm. stories, like him not flying home with the team or kicking his own kicker, <laughs> like um, felt not like knowing was, guys' names. Yeah, I felt like there was no end to kind of just like the absurdness from him. And yet everyone was like, why does Trevor suck? Like, why does this team suck? It's like, it felt like we were just never quite making the neural connection between those two things. It's like, oh, Trevor Lawrence is like an actual coach now. It's literally <laughs> the, I think you should leave me. We're trying to figure out who did this. Right, like, yeah, we're all we're all searching for the guy. And uh, it turns out it was Urban Meyer the entire time. So, yeah, Trevor Lawrence with like some competent... Uh, competent coaching around him turns out pretty good <laughs> turns out like the bryce harper of football is like pretty good <laughs> at football <laughs> like the uh i just recorded eagles enemies with demetrius harvey which will come out later this week but uh he dropped an interesting and fascinating piece of knowledge on the show doug peterson allegedly has not seen the trophy or not the trophy the statue that they built of him and nick Foles at the link like at all like at all he claims he has not like seen it like i guess in person maybe um which is kind of wild because after the the statue was built doug was the coach here for three more years i'm I'm gonna be totally real and honest if i ever found myself in a situation where a statue was made of me (laughs) even if it's me with another person i'm going to that statue probably weekly yeah i don't care if it's across the country because i'm assuming also if a statue is being made of me i'm probably like probably got some wealth you know, or something. Or I did something pretty significant. It's pretty Like, I'm going there multiple times. And it's also, like, I'm shocked, like, because it was, like, donated by Bud Light that they didn't just force some sort of photo op with yeah. him and Nick Foles with the statue. Bizarre. Well, hey. It's always the first you learn. time. There's always a first, Doug. Um, so Doug will come here with his ice cream, take on the Eagles, and it's just... uh. It's pretty wild to see, you know, I saw a tweet, some of the sports books too, with the Eagles preseason, they were plus 2,500 to win the Super Bowl. Sports books are already offering cash out options for more than double of what people put down for the Eagles to win because they're onto something. I think Jalen Hurts is top five in uh, MVP odds as well. Plus 700 to win MVP. Yeah. 
It's going to be hard good. to beat like one of Lamar or Josh Allen. But. Yeah. I think the top four are those three and then two is in the mix right now, too. Yeah, it's those, and, and uh, uh, Mahomes as mm-hmm. well as a kind of a perennial, perennial MVP guy. It also just says something that, you know, dudes tend to rock when you let them play with their friends. Yeah. Turns out, like, just like <laughs> hanging out with the buds, like, kind of works. The, it turns out maybe just like the people that are like just vibes instead of like analytics, kind of, maybe they're kind of right. Maybe they're on something. Maybe they weren't fully right, but I think they're kind of right. The uh, also loving the Batman cape uh, trend this year and uh, Jason Kelsey on his podcast with Travis Kelsey that came out today. He said that, uh, the Eagles execute on the offensive line this week and, and score. He's putting on the cape and he's going to be dubbing himself Fat Batman. <laughs> Husky. Husky, man. Uh, because, you know, the Eagles have Swole Batman with A.J. Brown. You have Skinny Batman with Devontae Smith. Fast Batman with Quez Watkins. Um, and then Darius Slay also claiming that, uh, you know, if he were on the offensive side of the ball, he could be Skinny and Fast Batman. Uh, and I also love when any, whenever anybody in the media tries to call Darius Slay Darius, he's like, it's Slay. Just shuts him down. It's like, call me by my correct name, please. What a legend. Hopefully he's okay too. Apparently dealing with a back injury, um, that he sustained. I want to say last week, um, was out of practice today, but there was a video of him just all time vibing to (laughs) the rod wave. And, uh, he quote tweeted the video said that rod wave just be bumping um so hopefully he's all right and uh landon dickerson also held out of practice today as we record this on wednesday so hopefully those guys will be all set for sunday uh good matchup on thursday night football too your dolphins taking on the the white out Bengals. yeah um a lot of a lot of fins questionable for this one so we'll see obviously to uh with uh with his his back issue um, I think Xavier Howard is also questionable, which would be a, a big loss if he's not able to. It's, it's also like Wednesdays are typically, you know, days off. I know it's like yeah. the day before the game, obviously, but, uh, you know, we'll see. But, I mean, that was a – besides even just like the physical nature of the game, it was uh, incredibly hot in Miami. So, I think uh, could be, it could be a tough I, – like, I think that Thursday night game is just like brutal. Oh, it's rough. I, I It's, it's kind of nice, but I also wish – it used to be – unless my memory is failing me, that it didn't start until after Thanksgiving. They would start, yeah, like, like, after Thanksgiving, they would then have Thursday night games. I feel some it sort of It used to not be the too. full season. Was, or like, even maybe it. there would have been, like, one before Thanksgiving, too. And right. But I like feel like... November th- was typically that After spot. Thanksgiving, it was like, now you have Thursday night football. Yeah. I, I don't really care for the Thursday night stuff. It is tough. Um... Also, with the Eagles being on Monday Night Football last week, and I watched Monday Night Football this week somehow, um, I just had to I had to put a bet on the game for myself to even like remotely be entertained by that uh, Cowboys Giants game. I'm still not used to Troy Aikman and Joe Buck being on Monday Night Football. It's bizarre. It feel like when I when the game started, it felt like I was watching a 4:25 start on a Sunday. I was like, this doesn't feel like Monday Night Football right now. Um, will it eventually? Maybe, but it it does feel weird that Buck and Aikman are Monday Night Football now. Yeah, the all the announcers kind of being like shuffled around is uh, bizarre. Um, also, this is like the last Thursday night game that's like watchable. <laughs> uh, we got the Colts and Broncos next week. Snorefest. Oof. The Commanders and Bears. 
Jesus. Saints, Cardinals. Ugh. Ravens, Buccaneers could be that interesting. Be okay. Everyone would be healthy, at least for the books. That that'll yeah. be pretty good. But Eagles, Texans, even that is like, eh, it's yeah. like not that. I don't know. <laughs> Falcons, Panthers. Let's watch that. Ugh. Titans, Packers. That could be okay. That could be okay. And then you're at Thanksgiving. And then Bills, yeah. Patriots. Don't care. <sighs> Raiders, Rams. That could be okay. 49ers, well, Seahawks, maybe. We'll see if the Raiders can win a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe they'll be, what, like 0-14 at that point. Good um, grief. Jaguars, Jets, Cowboys, Titans. Not, a, <laughs> not an esteemed lineup there. There's only like two games I think they're like, ah, that could, I'm interested. Yeah, on both ends that it's like, all right, this is a solid game. Like, Eagles-Texans, yes, we're going to watch it. But no, but like, no the one's neutral like, fan isn't like, oh, man. Right. Eagles-Texans, looking forward to that, like. It's not like your marquee matchup. What is even the storyline of an Eagles? How many times have the Eagles played the Texans? I feel like it's like four. (laughs) Trying to think of the last time we did play them. It might have been like, you know, four years ago when you shuffled the... It was, because I remember being in Philly, and I think the Eagles won on like a field goal. I'm like pretty sure... Let's um, see. I was in because I remember like eating at a restaurant and the game was on and I'm pretty sure the Eagles won on a field goal. Um, I think even in that game, like whoever was kicking at that time missed field. Like I remember that being like a thing. I think. Um, Let's take a look. Eagles Texans history. It's like f- maybe three or four years ago. I think you're right. Yeah, because typically you rotate playing divisions. Yeah, it was 2018. Eagles won 32 to 30. Yeah. And it was at Philly. And then, yeah, Eagles racking up the wins. They are undefeated against the Houston Texans all the time. Nice. Which is not surprising, being that the Texans, for a large majority of uh, their existence as the Texans and not the Oilers, they have been tough scene. Pretty, pretty bad. Um, but, yeah, they look bad. And, I mean, the Eagles, the way they continue to play, and, and that Monday night game, Cowboys-Giants, just gave me more faith that if Dak Prescott is still out, the Eagles are going to run rampant over that Cowboys team. We say that, but... They just do not look no good at all. No, they don't. But again, they have not looked good at points over the years. We have not looked good true. at points over the years, and... I, I think we I, I genuinely remember looking at this with you. I think we looked back and I think over the last like fifteen years, it's pretty much always, always a split. split. <laughs> like it doesn't matter. Even years where like the Cowboys have gone twelve and four, the Eagles have gone thirteen and four. Like it's always been like, oh well you <laughs> split with the guy. Yeah. Like I don't Chalk know. It up. It's just it is the weird <laughs> it is the Marlins uh, you know, <laughs> like uh, syndrome. Like it just doesn't matter. The uh the Eagles also announced, I don't know if it was the Eagles or if it was just put out there, but uh, the Eagles will debut their black helmets this season uh, on Sunday night football, not against the Cowboys, but in week 12 against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, they will also wear it on Christmas Eve at Dallas, and then they will also wear it week 18 against the Giants, which didn't like that one. It's like, all right, why we got to you know whip out the new toy? Uh, for potentially a meaningless game against the Giants in Week 18, but uh, I like the the guts of breaking it out against Aaron Rodgers at home. Who that Packers game when we went through the schedule, um, they're a team that since the Chip Kelly era has kind of had the Eagles number, and maybe the Eagles get over the hump and you know get to do it in style with the new black helmet. But I like that decision. You know that that seems like. 
on the schedule right now the biggest game in terms of just like both ends, both teams kind of being uh, postseason destined. Yeah, and I mean that game's far enough away too that you expect Green Bay to probably be in in better shape. Yeah, at that point as well, receivers potentially catching passes. But yeah, hey, the way Darius Slay and James Bradbury have been playing, that would be helpful. Be nice if they uh, continue the lockdown status. Um, but our pals over at Pickup, Matt, they uh, they've been tagging us in some Eagle stuff, which is great. They said, which quarterback has had the most impressive start to the season? You can play this prop and all of your favorite NFL props at PlayPickup.com. Uh, just sign up with your phone number. You rack up points on your fan profiles, cash them in for prizes on the Pickup Marketplace. That's PlayPickup.com. Right now, Jalen Hurts is plus seven hundred odds to win the MVP. Uh, and through three starts, uh, through three weeks of the season so far, these four quarterbacks are who they highlighted. Josh Allen, he's got 1,014 passing yards, nine touchdowns, a QB rating of 109.8, 113 rushing yards, one touchdown. His MVP odds is coming from not a sponsor, but via FanDuel, plus 300. Uh, Lamar Jackson, 749 passing yards, 10 passing touchdowns a QB rating of 119, mm. and he's got 243 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. My quarterback right there. He has every single Unreal. Ravens touchdown Lamar Jones is doing. <laughs> and uh, his MVP odds at plus 700. Jalen Hurts through the first three weeks of the season, 916 passing yards, four passing touchdowns, a QB rating of 106.5, 167 rush yards, Three touchdowns on the ground, plus 700 odds as well to win the MVP. And then your boy Tua, 925 passing yards, eight touchdowns, 117.8 QB rating, season record, 3-0, and MVP odds, plus 1,500. I mean, if he, if he beats Josh Allen of the division, not too bad. Yeah, you know, we'll talk about it. Pretty pretty big win, 2-0 and in the division. Big, big win over the bill. I don't know. That could be one you look back on. I did see the NFL today too. They tweeted uh, very funnily the the NFL is bright with these young stars, and it's all the quarterbacks so far that pass for 900 plus yards this season. It's obviously Lamar, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, and number five, old Joe Flacco. Well, you know what? When you're throwing the ball 70 times a game, I think that's. <laughs> It's going to get you there. Joe Flacco rounding out the bunch there. Um, Matt, the Phillies. Mm, not the as Phillies. Fun. Not, as, not fun. as fun as as the NFL, but. Not as fun, in fact, a lot more worrying. <laughs> yes. And we should have known that the first time the Phillies make the playoffs, or at least on the precipice of making it in this drought that they have been in, it was going to be gut-wrenching, difficult, and making you want to pull your hair out of your head. A disgusting, unbelievable, no-excuses-loss last night to the Cubs. Thankfully, thankfully, the Brewers lose last night to the Cardinals. Phillies' magic number is seven. I, I just don't understand some of the decisions that Rob Thompson is making right now. Continuing to keep the lineup the same way it is. Some of these bullpen decisions. Putting Connor Brogdon in the game last night was the most... That's when I knew the game was over. He has been terrible since the month of August started. He's got like an over 7 ERA. 
and putting him in a game that is tied after Zach Wheeler goes in one of his best starts of the season. And you put Connor Brogdon in. That was like, all right, we're waving the white flag on this one in a game that you could have won. But here we are. The Phillies still struggling for wins against bad teams. And they're relying on uh, Ace Nola tonight. Yeah, I mean, I think you're really hoping to between Wheeler and Nola to start off this series that you'd uh, pocket two wins and, and kind of get yourself some comfortability. I mean, now it's like turning into... Like right now, I'm scoreboard watching. Yeah, <laughs> I am, you know, and I didn't. I feel like the Stitch GIF when he's like pulling his eyes down. I just didn't like fully expect to be at this stage, but I mean, especially to you look at the Brewers' remaining schedule and it's uh, favorable. <laughs> it also sucks that the Brewers and the Padres for this final week and a half of the season, all their games are at home. The Phillies are on a ten-game road trip. Yeah, I. That's Not great. Sucks. I will say the way the Phillies played this last home stand, maybe for the better, because <laughs> <laughs> wasn't great. But yeah, that's I don't even think about the Padres anymore. To me, they're like, I you know, I just don't see us. They're two and a half up on the Phillies right yeah, now. Yeah, I know we have the the tiebreaker, but granted, little fun piece. I think uh, they have two more games the Padres do against the Dodgers uh, this yeah. week. Phillies have four games against the Nationals. Well, I would almost. I mean, at this point, almost the Phillies rather play the Cardinals. Me than too. The Nets. I've been feeling that way. Um, or the Braves, whoever it may be. I don't know if I'm being a coward when I say that, but I just think I like the matchup better. I, th- I we've seen that like this team just doesn't play the Mets well, and the Braves we have just there's continually... a storyline too, and you know baseball would eat that up. The Braves too, like I think we would just continue. We've played well against the Braves, but have continually found ways to implode, and yes. I just I worry about that. Whereas the Cardinals is like, well, <laughs> what's behind door number three? <laughs> like, did we have a winning record against the Cardinals this year? I think we actually did. Um, and I was Great, I was I reading think. apparently, like pitching wise, we've done well against yeah. the Cardinals, like Arenado, Goldschmidt, like actually done okay. So, um. I yeah, just, I wouldn't. Uh... <laughs> I, the more that the the season has gone on and we've gotten to this point in the season, I'm more in favor of playing the Cardinals and baseball. Like I said, they're going to love the storyline that the Phillies hopefully getting in, playing the Cardinals. First time in the playoffs, the last time they were in, they played the Cardinals. It's Albert Pujols' last dance. So you're going to have all the cameras and spotlight around that. And who knows if that distracts the Cardinals a little bit. You know, you're coming into the playoffs. It's Albert and Yachty's last ride together. And, you know, maybe that puts some pressure on the Cardinals and the Phillies can kind of play. Because in all honesty, if the Phillies get in, which hopefully they will, there's really nothing to lose on their end. The Cardinals, it's like we're trying to win one last time for Albert Pujols, Yachty or Molina, two franchise icons. Where the Phillies, it's like, hey, we're just happy to be here. And we made it in while two other teams in our division are leaps and bounds right now better than us and we just walked our way in thanks to this extra wild card right um all that said i would really like it if the phillies were the team that like ruined yes that <laughs> ruined too that uh ruined that you story. guys know how much we fucking hate the cardinals <laughs> <laughs> so it would be fantastic for our mental if we were able to knock them out in style yeah i'm trying to find i know that uh Oh, there we go. Uh, St. Louis. We are four and three against the Cards. This okay. Year. So. Yeah, I felt like we played them like relatively. The well Mets. We are five and fourteen. Terrible. 
And the, the Braves, Braves eight, eight and eleven, which isn't bad no. considering you know you remove the the series in Atlanta a couple weeks ago where we got swept, you go five hundred against the yeah. Braves. Yeah. Um, let's you know Cubs are zero and four against right now. Yeah, let's that's stand. tough. That makes zero sense. The <laughs> Cubs that are so bad. We got that Rangers. Uh, <sighs> Rangers was tough. Um, Marlins twelve and seven against the Marlins. Best we've, record since uh, twenty eleven. I want to say we figured it out. So we we beat up on the bad teams like thirteen and two against the Nats. That yeah. was. A, it is very nice cool. that we have the Nats for four. Here Although now that I've year. said that, we're in. <laughs> we're in, we're in trouble now. I uh, I will say like that is a gift, but also having to play. The, I don't know how I feel about that final series too against the Astros. Yeah, it's like they're so good, but they already have the AL West locked up, and I don't know if they can still contend for the number one seed or not with their record, or if they have that locked up already. I know they uh, they made up some ground on the Yankees when they were scuffling quite a bit down the stretch, but if the Astros are like still contending for, they have a, a seven game lead at okay. the top. I think that they're actually probably wrapping that up. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure if they win like one or two more games, yeah. they're um, solidified. The, that's interesting too, from like both perspectives as well, because obviously the Astros, you you probably get like their top guys for like an inning or two. Yeah. And that's it just to keep everyone kind of like sharp and, you know, keep them like rest them, but also give them like that little bit of a uh, time. Phillies would obviously like to be doing that as well. I think Rob Thompson said it so that, um, you know, we'd, we'd be in a, a good position with our rotation too. Like guys would be getting normal amounts of rest. You'd like to maybe rest some of these bullpen guys. And that's yeah. it. Like you'd really like to have that Astro series kind of mean nothing yeah. <laughs> for both teams. Hopefully uh, I think that would, that would most be most ideal for, for pretty much everyone involved. That that's just kind of like a, uh, you rubber stamp it and move on with your life. But, if you don't uh if you don't figure out a way here, you're in a you're in a tough spot. So Well, I feel really good right now, Matt. Obviously the Phillies are underway right now. Base runner situation not too ideal, but all the way back in March or April when we were going through some of our props and we're looking through uh some good stuff to uh you know, bet on this baseball season. I took that Aaron Nola over two nineteen or two eighteen and a half strikeouts. I believe he just got strikeout number two nineteen on the season. So you love to see it. Um, it was too good of a of a number to not take there. We're, so. we're in the middle of the second now, so yeah, not great, <laughs> not great at all. Um, you know, and this is uh, well, at least they got out of the gym. The Cubs did have two runners on base there for a hot minute. Um, but you need Aaron Ola to step up. You know, he's been, you know, last week his his start was phenomenal and the best we've seen him in quite some time, and then. You know, against the Braves, he looked like he was, you know, just struggling to to make it through that game. You need him to step up and really dispel these September Nola taglines that he's kind of accrued over the past couple of seasons. Nick Castellanos is back, which is, uh, you know, that's been a storyline because he refused the rehab assignment. It's like, I think if the guy wants to get ready at the major league level, you let him. Yeah. You know, he's earned that right. Um, so I don't know why that was made into such a huge story but um phillies need to figure some stuff out and this has been their their worst month since may they're 10 and 12 in the month of september if you want a fun fact man the phillies have not gone over 500 in the month of september since pete mccannon was the manager of the phillies that's that's not a real person <laughs> that's 
Swarby Jones. That was that was pre Gabe Kapler. Not Pete McCann coming in. That's not a real person. <laughs> you don't remember the Pete McCann era? Uh, nope. That was heart of heart of me. I think I think you're making that name up. I don't think that's a real name. <laughs> I think that Arrested Development bit. It's like I don't understand the question, so I won't be responding to it. <laughs> the uh, not a real person. You just made Pete McCann it up. The incomparable Ray Dunn tweeted out. It's like those uh, people that don't believe Helen Keller exists. It's like I don't think that Pete McCann is a real person. Don't think that happened. Ray Dunn tweeted out the uh, the group of Phillies players that were on the roster when they went over 500 in September, which, which that year, Matt, they went 66 and 96. Very nice. Here was the the roster. Cesar Hernandez. Great. Great player. J.P. Crawford. Oh, uh, how could we forget? Aaron Altair. Wow. Reese Hoskins. I believe this was Reese's rookie year. Uh, Nick Williams. Jesus. Pitcher Yaxel Rios. Don't really remember Yaxel that well. Uh, number 37. Yikes. My boy, my lover, Michael Franco. God bless him. Jorge Alfaro. Wow. Who is currently on that San Diego Padres team. Yes. He's on my, uh, he's on my fantasy baseball team. <laughs> Cameron Rupp. Not thought about Cameron Rupp since, <laughs> since this point in time. Henderson Alvarez the third, who don't even remember. I don't remember. Do not remember that. That's a that's another made up name. Pete McCannon H- Henderson Alvarez the third. Yeah, no, that's not real. Zach Curtis, Zach spelled Z A C. Don't remember. Hobie Milner. Nope, nothing. Freddie Galvis. Okay, now we're getting back. Victor Arano. Remember when we got Freddie Galvis last year and everyone was like, this is oh, yeah. like, this I was is thrilled. And it was like, well, <laughs> that was fun while it lasted. He's now playing in Japan. Um, Victor Arano, our boy, podcast hero, Hector Neris, Tommy Joseph, Edubrae Ramos, Adam Morgan. Okay. And Hyunsu Kim. No, sorry. I do not know that, man. That was. The Phillies roster, the last time they went over 500 in the month of September, in a season that they went 66 and 96. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that team's better than this one. I think we should blow it up. That's, that's clearly, uh, that's really all I'm getting out of that. It's unbelievable. Um, and, you know, you look at how the, uh, the NL East run differential is looking right now. Doesn't really feel like the Phillies are going to be able to score, uh, a net of 34 runs the rest of the way. They've done crazier things though, but uh, right now the Atlanta Braves at plus 180, the New York Mets at plus 155, the Phillies at plus 66, the Miami Marlins at minus 98, and the Washington Nationals back in the lead for worst run differential, minus 228. I'll say this. We have four games against the Nationals. That's true. So could make up a 34-point swing somewhere in there. That is possible. Um, We've scored 102 runs against the Nats so far this year. The, uh, the second closest to that is 79 against the Marlins. Wow. So, Dodgers. Oh, I'm plus- sorry, Atlanta. We scored 85 against oh, Atlanta. Wow. If I could learn how to read, impressive. learning to read at my age would be yeah, would be really helpful. Dodgers home at plus 321. Nice. <laughs> that must yeah. be. Must be cool. Yankees at plus two thirty, <laughs> and the Houston Astros at plus two fifteen. Astros feel like a meat grinder. 
Unbelievable. I hate that it feels like a Houston year. It does feel like... I'm trying to justify Houston Astros simply because of Hector Neris. Mm. For Neris, I'd be happy. For the rest of it, nah. I feel like Hector Neris and Dusty Baker, I'd be... I will say Yankee tears would be very funny. Yes. I, there would be... Yes. There would be some pleasure taken, but... Because I think the only guys that I really do like on that Astros team are their manager and Hector Neris. Yeah. I can't tell you. Do we, if it's not the Phillies... Do we like Justin Verlander? Uh, I don't mind him. Yeah, I, I have no I'm strong the same way. positive or negative feelings about Justin Verlander. The last, the last waiver wire trade deadline acquisition... What and what an acquisition. What a pickup. <laughs> the last and maybe one of the best ever. <laughs> last bit on... Uh, is it just insane? <laughs> baseball. Is Albert Pujols juicing up? Not that I care, because, like, baseball was better when it was happening. Like, you had the storylines and everything. It seems very odd that out of the clouds since the home run derby, he's the one guy that has stayed continually hot coming out of the home run derby i think it's a combination of that one i think athletes in general use more peds than i think people oh 100 percent like to think that they do um you know like i because i can remember growing up we grew up obviously watching baseball in like the heat of the steroid era right and it was like every month on sports center it would be like this list of a hundred names of guys yeah. that like are all you know visited whatever doctor in florida Dalco. yeah um you know, mark mcguire wasn't letting people into his uh his locker room rafael palmero you could see his andro pills <laughs> like palmero in court like i didn't do it <laughs> yes okay. you did you did and it's fine <laughs> just, just be andy pettit and just right? <laughs> and just take it <laughs> Because everyone, you know what? No one ever remembers Andy Pettit did steroids. And you know look why? at Andy Cause Pettit he, now. Because he just said, yeah, I did it. <laughs> and look at him now. Pitching coach for Team USA in the World Baseball Classic. And you know what is a, a path up? You listen. I also think, and we've seen this over the years too, guys will kind of leave it over the plate for guys oh, yeah. like in this situation. Um, I don't know why, <laughs> but they Not will. doing it for Judge. Not doing it for Judge. And you know why? Because it's in a contract year. Which and I find like, you very earn, funny. You got to really earn that. I think it's actually hilarious. So, And it's similar to like Lamar Jackson in the NFL where it's like, you, like the Ravens and the Yankees both. I think, God damn it, I wish we could go back seven months. <laughs> like <laughs> This would have been a lot better <laughs> if we had just, uh, just come to some better terms here. I also found it very funny that baseball like tweeted a picture of Judge like probably over the weekend he had a hoodie it was like New York or nowhere and it's like where's nowhere gonna be you you guys do realize there's two teams in New York too and that would be absolutely horrendous for us if Aaron Judge goes to the Mets I, I will say it would be also maybe the funniest thing that could oh happen. yeah I think that's actually the funniest like obviously the true funniest is the Red Sox like that's like which there are rumors of that too but. I like. I have to say, him like finding himself to the Mets would be really, really funny, or an Astros. Like if he found his way to the Astros, actually, that like those are the top three. Like if you're just looking for like hilarity, that's where I think at. the Astros might be the funniest. Astros might be the funniest because of recent history. Yes. Um, the Mets, uh, the Mets would actually be the worst on like many levels, yes. though, because like the Mets fans would never shut, shut up, up about it. They'd, they'd have a whole... Real quiet from the Mets lately, I'll say that much. The Mets would have an entire, uh, you know, orchestra out if Aaron Judge <laughs> signed with them. 
they have like a, a give out robes night. Like I can't wait. I can't wait for the NLDS when the Mets are playing the Dodgers and Mookie Betts to just launch a fucking nuke of a home run out into Chavez Ravine. Are you thinking the Mets make it out of wild card? I don't know. Padre is not a <laughs> tough matchup. Even then, I hope Juan Soto does it. You know how cool it would be if Juan Soto just absolutely obliterates Edwin Diaz? I'm going to try and look up the uh, the Mets. Uh... Or Manny Machado, because Machado would be so much more animated than Juan Soto, I think. Machado quietly, too, is at like an MVP level. Yeah. <laughs> level year. I don't know that people have uh, given him his I feel name. like the Padres are on this big fuck you tour to Fernando Tatis Jr., too. Yeah. Yeah. Like they want to win without him to prove like, hey. Get shit together because you don't really have to be here for us to win. Right. You can't sleep on that. I would love for them to, whoever it is, just obliterate Edwin Diaz in the playoffs when they play that fucking trumpet song. It's the worst. It is just disgusting. Uh, two and four against the Padres this year are uh, our New York Mets are. So, I... hey. Tough. Tough scene. Tough that's scene. uh that's actually one of their like genuinely one of their worst i mean it's a, it's six games All right, but so we're rooting for the phils to be a third wild card. uh yeah they got they got swept by the astros that's their worst oh and four against the astros this season but yeah two and four against the padres one and two against the mariners that's their the, those are their two worst series all right uh, so, so we want the phillies to be the third wild card then tell you tell you it's uh damn we gave them a lot of fucking wins <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> they are like man. They they really benefited from a lot of Phillies generosity in like April. It would May. be so good for baseball right now too. I'm thinking about it the way that it would break down. Phillies play the Cardinals in round 1. It's the last opponent they had in the playoffs 10 years ago. And then if somehow the Phillies get their shit together and beat the Cardinals, they play the Dodgers, who the Phillies have notoriously oh. had just Unbelievable postseason success Stop, against. Like you're really getting me fired up now. <laughs> you're really getting me fired up. We got to move on. We got to move on. Well, I'm getting fired up for the Union too yeah. because the playoffs are on the horizon. They got two more games left, fighting out for that supporter shield, going toe to toe with Charlotte this weekend. We are scoreboard watching, obviously, with LAFC, uh, who they have a matchup against. I believe it and, is uh, Portland. I Portland think. this week, yeah, and then Nashville, they Nashville on the uh, on the final day. So. Uh, yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be keeping a lock there on international break. USA not looking great. <laughs> it's hilarious actually because no one in the group has really uh, between Iran, Wales, USA, England. No one has looked good, and pretty much everyone wants to either fire their manager or just rehired someone that they fired already. So you know what? It's all <laughs> that World Cup group is going to be uh, interesting to say the least. Very but. fun. Glad to have our union back this weekend. Yeah, and they get a they get a win in the friendly as well. Yeah, Nate Harriel looking like a stud. Um, I'm excited for this this union playoff run. Because, um, like we've said, you know, I feel like we are the only Philly sports podcast who have genuinely cared and covered the union uh, since you know the beginning of the season for them. Um, so don't get it twisted, and. Uh, it's fun when this team has potentially multiple MVP candidates on it. They have who I believe the best coach in the entire league and has perennially been that. Um, and they look like this could be the team. Yes. 
I think that has been our feeling, especially the last few months, like really starting in, in July when uh, the Trident started to really form. And, uh, you know, I think, again, it's just very, very complete team. You know, the, the Union have gone into the playoffs with like some weaknesses in the, in the past few years. And, um, you know, it, it maybe fell short because of that last year, I think falling short mostly because of, of COVID reasons. But um, I think this is, a, this is a really, really challenging team for anyone to come up against. And uh, I really like their odds. I really do. It's going to be exciting. Um, also, Sixers had media day this past uh, week. And I don't know. So, it is truly the... As soon as they add me up, they pull me uh, back in. Uh, I'm checked out until like day one of the regular season. I'm gonna I just enjoyed, honest. I just enjoyed the the vibes and the the fun quotes that came out of media day. It just seemed very lighthearted, um, which has been, I feel like, not the case. And at least we're not the Celtics. Yeah, that was um, like we had Doc's moment on Twitter for. 12 hours maybe and then Ime Udoka just said hold my beer quite, I'll take I'll take all the pressure off you doc quite the uh quite the escalation <laughs> yeah, Jesus good grief true true Ned from Try Guys moment uh, right there <laughs> uh, tough week for uh inner organizational relationships and uh power balances I think you know it's good though that we're having a nationwide discussion about bosses dating their uh their employees there's no such thing as a consensual relationship when you are a boss uh dating one of your employees uh just by the way the union according to 538 37 percent chance to win the mls cup which is the best i like that um but i think my favorite quote was james harden said he lost 100 pounds this offseason and told everyone to tweet that well, you know, people should stop body shaming him. You know, gotta have more body positivity in sports. Also, I I think I've put into the the corny Hall of Fame for this podcast. Uh, John Collins, did you see his birthday cake? I did not. He and... he had his birthday cake, and they screen printed him assaulting Joel Embiid during the playoffs on the cake. It's like, pal, that's uh, you know, two years old at this point. Build a bridge and get over it. Well, I'm glad he still has something. I'm glad he has something to hold the, on to. Uh, the Sixers' official account response was great, though. It was James Harden on his birthday throwing the cake out the window. <laughs> I tell you what, that's pretty good. Um, but, yeah, Sixers are back. And uh, also love their first day of school sponsored content. But that was a, a very funny, uh, nice touch there. But, Matt, let's dive into Survivor real quick to end this show. Uh, wild two-hour premiere. Our boy James is still kicking. Which is what matters most. And that's what matters most. We picked James as our winner. Um, but what were your thoughts on uh, the premiere? Uh, pretty good so far. I'll, I'll say this. I'm a little disappointed that they haven't, like, tweaked the game a little bit. I didn't mind Agreed. it last year because... They filmed back-to-back. Filmed back-to-back, and they were trying stuff new. I was hoping that this year some of the like especially since they show them the two previous seasons so everyone like knows like they, they even mention it like yeah we know when they go away that they're getting something you know like it, the prisoner's dilemma stuff was like cool I, I like the idea of it but i think uh maybe could have retooled that i think that's like a bigger picture stuff but um 
yeah, I, I didn't get a good read on anyone really. I think it's always hard to in the uh, in the premiere to really feel like you're like strongly attached to anyone. But um, yeah, I do like our. Uh, I, I gotta say, I like I like our pick. I think uh, it's it's hard to have any strong feelings, but um, I do I do like where we're at. Yeah, I feel solid about our picks. So he seemed far. like people really liked being around him. Yes, and that's you know. That's what matters early on. You don't want to just be like the guy no one likes. So James, so far, we're all right. We're all right. We're we're doing all right with our pick so far with James from Philadelphia. Um, but now we got episode two tonight. Any expectations as Bryce Harper just hits a sacrifice fly to score Kyle Schwarber? Thank Christ. And the Phillies now lead the Cubs one nothing in the top of the third. Um, any expectations going into tonight? Um. And who would you say is, uh, you know, in your three up or your three down? Man, I haven't learned names yet. <laughs> um, I know like a few. I know Noel, right? Um, which is just like a life crossover for me with former lacrosse player, and um, you know now she's Paralympian, so I know her. No James, obviously, um, but yeah, the names it has been tough to. Uh, I know Gabler. I I didn't know what to expect from Gabler. Um, when he said that he was gonna play his shot in the dark, I was like, "This wow, this guy, yeah, <laughs> he's got stones." Um, almost. I mean, maybe it was like a sneaky. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe it was like a sneaky play, knowing that people are like, "No, dude, don't do that." People like talk yeah. him down from that, and I think people would be like, maybe that would kind of uh, bury him in the sand a little bit, and people wouldn't be paying as much. Of, I'd like to give him the credit, and that's why he did that. Yeah. I don't know that that's why he said that. Um, but uh, he does have does a little advantage, so, you know, like, got that going for him at least. Um, you're hard to do a three up and three down. Because yeah. no one really even got that many advantages either. Right. Um, you know, you, you had, like, the, the prisoner's dilemma situation, but no one no one stood out and, and got, a, got anything big. Um I think just by virtue of having a advantage, you have to. I'll say like Cody might be my uh, my three down. Um, I don't know. Just seems uh, like had a bad read, and uh, you know was like I forget who it was that won on the trip, and, he, and they came back and he's like he wasn't even wet. Like I think he's lying about the whole thing. It's like no, I mean. <laughs> I want to like adjust your eyes, and then on the preview yeah. for this week, he's jumping off of a very sharp, dangerous-looking rock uh, into like very shallow waters. Like, hey, you know what? <laughs> Who gave this guy like a monster before he went out of here? Because that's what I'm uh, a little worried about with him. Also, uh, obviously, Matt and I play Fantasy Survivor. Who did you end up getting in? Uh... Well, I got Cody, uh, <laughs> which I think really influenced my uh, my worries. Yeah, I got Cody and Justine. Um, Justine, I feel like I didn't get anything out of, I, I don't fully remember even hearing Justine talk yeah. if I'm being, if I'm being honest, but, um, I don't hate it. I didn't mind Justine's like profile beforehand. So I will take it really. I'm all about my boy, James, just, uh, just making it to the end. Yeah. I got James and Janine. Um, we'll see how, uh, this all plays out. Mariah, the first voted out. So Tough. one of our Tough Philadelphians. Scene taken out as uh the first and i gotta tell you don't love the play i yeah anytime there's like a anytime there's like a gender thing going on and like the 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 women wanted to so early build an alliance 
it's like i like it you know like there's For sure a, like it's a gameplay it makes but... sense roll with that um and then you like it's just tough like i think when you like vote a woman out and then you're like especially when you make it about strength mm-hmm. because typically on survivor and this is one of the ugly reflections of like our society too is that like women are not see- and it's mm-hmm. it's pretty much the opposite in survivor though, yeah where like women typically perform very well in the challenge because it's really not about brute force of strength anymore like it's it is about you know endurance or, or balance things that anyone can be good mm-hmm. at uh there's no like gender specific strength to that so um i just think you know like anytime you do that and you really stress like strength which is dumb anyway because you're probably still gonna lose the challenge yeah. like you know like you're not you're not really making yourself any better uh particularly um it's really just best to roll with people that you trust and mm-hmm. maybe they do maybe we just don't see that but um that tribe does seem like the weakest so far in terms of just like conversation wise right. and just like continuity wise they seem like they're the tribe that might crumble first right and i just think really you just want to find your immediate like two or three people that you're rolling with and just make that your thing and make that how you're voting not off of strength because it's just yeah. not i i felt I just like their strategy it. approach was 12 days too early especially in like a game that's faster now too yeah where in like literally a week you may not even be like you know tribe together right and that's it's more important to have like a connection rather than what strength like who cares like i don't know you know i I just think you should you should go the opposite direction so we'll see what happens tonight make sure you guys follow at buffs and snuffs on twitter and uh follow at underground phi twitter and instagram got some fun content that's been going out on the instagram with the the reels algorithm um because we got a, a big announcement that uh, Hugh Jackman is back in the MCU, Matt. Wolverine is back right. with Deadpool 3. Um, and, of course, uh, make sure you guys are following Matt on Twitter, at Matt Castorina. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We are there and leave those five-star ratings and reviews as well. And subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel where you get full video episodes of every Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast. And uh, we're on that road to 1K. So make sure you subscribe, be a friend, tell a friend, smash that like button, ring the bell icon, and comment down below. Who do you want to see the Phillies playing in the postseason? And uh, your thoughts on the Eagles, Sixers, Union, and Survivor. All in the comment section. Big thank you to our sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland, Tom Ogshade's Pickup, Kenwood Beer, and Bino Board. All of their info is linked in the show notes on audio and in the description on YouTube. But this has been episode number 468 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. For Matt, I'm KB. Till next time, we are signing off. Peace. I'm a